0: Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a Sunday, the day we now call Palm Sunday, and he did it on a borrowed donkey. That was in fulfillment of an ancient prophecy, and it caused many of the people in the city to believe that this Jesus might be that prophesied king who would deliver them from the hated Romans who ruled their country. So they put palm branches in the street before him. Some even put their coats on the street, sort of like We'd roll out a red carpet for someone today. They cheered for Jesus. They yelled, save us. They wanted to be saved from the Romans. But Jesus had a greater plan to save not only them but us from our sins. But not everybody was excited about Jesus coming into Jerusalem. The religious leaders who gained their livelihood, their power, and their prestige from the temple were threatened by what Christ was saying. He was saying that the old covenant was going to be fulfilled and that he, Jesus, was going to usher in a new covenant, one where God would no longer live in a building, a temple, but in people. So they paid one of Jesus' disciples, a man named Judas Iscariot, 30 pieces of silver to lead them to Jesus away from the crowds so they could arrest him. On Thursday of that Easter week, Jesus celebrated the Passover meal with his disciples. The meal was to be eaten as a remembrance of the deliverance of the children of Israel from Egypt, but on this night Jesus changed the focus from the past to the present. The bread would no longer represent the unleavened bread that was brought out of Egypt, but now the body of Jesus broken for our sins. The wine in the cup would no longer represent the blood on the doorpost of Egypt, but the blood that Jesus was soon to shed for the sins of the world. We're going to take communion now. So if you're prepared, have a cup with some liquid, container with some bread or a cracker. Father, I pray that you cause us today to remember you. You said every time we do this, we're supposed to remember you. And God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would cause us, God, to connect with you again. Scripture tells us in 1 Corinthians 11, 23, that the Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. You go ahead and get that bread now. Father, we thank you for Christ. We thank you that his body was broken for us, that our sins were forgiven, that we have eternal life. We thank you for the great price that was paid to purchase all of these things. Amen. Go ahead and take that piece of bread now. Scripture goes on to say this that after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance. Lord Jesus, as we drink this cup, we remember your blood poured out for us. God, our blood is precious to us. We do all we can to keep it inside. But, Lord, it was poured out that we might be forgiven, not a drop held back. And, God, this sacrifice that you made would not have to be repeated over and over again. It was once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous. For that we say thank you. Lord, our hearts are moved. Our hearts are stirred. Thank you for being our sacrifice. Amen. After the meal and the announcement of the new covenant, Jesus led his disciples to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray. And while they struggled to stay awake, Jesus struggled with what lay in store for him in a few hours. Jesus was the God-man, and a great mystery. He was 100% God and yet 100% man. And as a man, he did not want to experience the great pain that was waiting for him. He said his soul was sorrowful even unto death. He sweat great drops of blood and asked his father to spare him from the torture to come. But at the end of that prayer time, he said, Lord, Father, not my will, but thine. And with that, Judas led the soldiers to take him prisoner. The religious leaders took Jesus to the Roman governor, Pilate. They accused him of leading a rebellion against Rome. And Pilate ordered Jesus to be whipped. And his back was torn open and made bloody. Pilate knew that Jesus was innocent of the charges, and he told the crowd so. But spurred on by the chief priests and their officials, they yelled, Crucify him! Pilate was afraid of the crowd, and he commanded that Jesus be crucified according to their wishes. Now Peter was one of Jesus' closest followers. And he once promised Jesus that no matter what happened, no matter what dangerous things might happen, he would always be loyal. He'd always be there for him. And Jesus, who knows everyone's heart, knew better. He told Peter the evening before he was arrested that Peter would deny him three times before a rooster crowed to mark the start of the morning. and As a frightened Peter denied for a third time he knew Jesus, that rooster crowed. Peter would later weep bitter tears of repentance and would be lovingly forgiven by Jesus himself.
1: I'm amazed that Peter, of all people, can deny Jesus. (laughs) And that's what fear does to us. When we are afraid, we are all capable of denying Jesus, of denying God, of what he has done for us. But with Jesus, he makes us brave. (laughs) So here is You Make Me Brave. Stand before you now. the greatness of your remown. I have heard of the majesty and wonder of you King of heaven in humility I bow and there's your love She's a heard you calling my name. I've heard the song of love you sing. Oh, 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 so I will let you draw me out beyond the shore into your grace. Oh, to the show
0: Before they crucified him, the soldiers took branches with thorns and twisted them into the shape of a crown and shoved it down, beat it into the head of Jesus. They wanted to mock him, to make fun of him. After all, Jesus had said he was a king, so doesn't a king need a crown? Jesus endured not only the physical pain, but the emotional humiliation inflicted by the sadistic soldiers. He could have at any moment called for hundreds of angels to rescue him, but he chose to endure it all in our place that we might be saved. And then the soldiers did the deed. They crucified Jesus. They nailed him to a rough cross and dropped that cross into a hole. Jesus hung there in agony, struggling just to breathe. He was dying in our place for our sins. The scripture says, he who knew no sin became sin for us, became the thing he hated the most in our place, that we might be made the righteousness of God. He suffered this once, the righteous for the unrighteous, that we might be reconciled to God. And at the end, he said, it is finished, it is paid for. And then he died. The soldiers were required to make sure their victims were dead. They would face severe consequences if they took someone down who only appeared dead and later revived. So to make sure, they plunged a spear into the side of Jesus. Jesus didn't react. He was dead. And blood and water came flowing out of the wound, a sure sign it was over, that Jesus had been killed. Now, these soldiers were experts at death. It was over. It appeared as if the forces of darkness had finally overcome.
1: and nails in his hands, thorns on his brow. and lost in our world.
0: A wealthy man named Joseph from a place called Arimathea took a big risk. He went to Pilate and asked permission to bury Jesus in a tomb that he, Joseph, owned. It was a risk to be identified with Jesus. After all, he'd just been killed as a criminal. But Joseph took that risk. Pilate ordered the body given to him, and Joseph wrapped that body in cloth and put it in his own tomb. It took love, and it took courage to identify with Jesus. And it still does today. The Romans rolled a large stone, one that probably weighed as much as a car, to seal the tomb, and then they put an armed guard to make sure that no one could steal the body, and then claim there was a resurrection. The soldiers did all they could, but they could do nothing about what God had in mind an angel showed up rolled away the stone and the resurrected Jesus walked out from the grave and the rest so they say is history we have one last egg to open and it is empty and so is the tomb of Jesus he's risen and all who believe in him will one day rise also at the end of time those who believe in jesus will be resurrected from the dead like he was with new bodies new glorified bodies never to die again that is the hope of easter christ the lord is risen today hallelujah
1: bound with the gallows, a damn man walking to lurking color, Save me. I sing because you gave me a song of revival. I put it on on vinyl. vinyl. rise Rise up. Rise up. Rise up. Rise up. Once I was blinded, but now I see it. I heard about the power, and now I believe it. still rolling stones I thought I was too far Still rolling, oh, rolling. Still, rolling still rolling rolling. still still rolling still rolling,
0: That is the story of Easter. That is the message of Easter. He is still rolling stones. No matter what situation we find ourselves in life, Christ is fully able to do exceedingly, abundantly above what all we could ask. If he could rise from the dead, he can take care of the deepest problems that you and I have. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. We love you. God bless you. Keep celebrating Easter all day long. Don't let this be the end. Just the beginning. And we'll see you next week back here at 10 o'clock for a study in the book of John. God bless.